Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. A fine Saturday matinee to you, Andrew. Good morning. Good morning. I have a peaking, just a peaking of sunlight as we record this. The the sky is changing, Andy. It's getting lighter in the morning, and that buoys my mood. Lifts your spirits, as they say. It does, sir. It does. Huzzah. Hear, hear. 
I feel like I feel like we need to, you know, uh, just sing. What's that? Uh, Good morning, sun. Oh, song. what a beautiful <laughs> morning! <laughs> Little Oklahoma to get the morning going. <laughs> Don't get me started. Problem is, I hate Oklahoma. Not oh. so much the. No, oh. I, you know, it's, I'll tell you why, because as a lad who was born in Oklahoma, it's right. I, it's, it's right. It's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we say in Oklahoma. <laughs> uh, I, I was introduced to the musical Oklahoma way too early and way too often. And, uh, and so I know all the words and I resent them. Oh. I know there are some big Oklahoma fans, but. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a big Oklahoma fan. You but, are, I know. but I've grown into it. I used to not like it actually, and really it was just because of the "Poor Judd Is Dead" song that like yeah. really got on my nerves. But I, you know, I just I don't know. I guess I came to grow a, a, a stronger appreciation for it. Well, that's a real shame. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about it one day on the show. It's going to be great. It'll be our that series like of, spoiler. of movies based on states. Right. <laughs> what? Let's see. Please, Alaska. Andy, uh, would you a, tell me? Okay, we've got Alaska. Or it's yeah. I think it's just Alaska. Looking, is it? I don't know. I know there's uh, a mystery Alaska movie. <laughs> But I think there's an Alaska also on states. Yeah. Uh, let's do a. Let's ask the Google. Uh, yeah. Oh well, there. Then California wasn't there a California? Calif- but isn't it that was a TV show with a K? No, it was a movie California with Brad Pitt. Uh, oh yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're I mean, right. I don't know if that counts. It's misspelled. Free, does the Free State of Jones count? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh gosh, Hawaii. What that? What There's if, Hawaii. What Didn't a- they do a Hawaii from? <laughs> I have no idea. From- All I know is that these are the huge state like books. That's that what you're yeah, talking right. about, right? Well, Hawaii, for I don't sure, know, yes. Alaska wasn't. That was just a, that was a Thora Birch kids movie. Okay, all right. Uh, I'm, I'm looking what, forward to this series, though, more and more. It's <laughs> <laughs> unfortunate. What, uh, what else, what have you seen this week? What have I seen this week? <laughs> it's, it's been a slower week. Good, good um, I don't know if I've really caught up with, uh, with that much. Um, yeah. You know, I watched a really interesting World War II film. From Russia called Come and See, which was uh, quite a, uh, a unique war story told through the eyes of a child that uh, I uh, really found quite powerful. I know it's some people love it, some people hate it, but I really liked it. So that was probably the big one for me that I uh, that hit me this past week. That was uh, that's that's been out for a while. That's not new, right? That's no, nine, it's late, early nineties, eighty-five. Ah, oh, dear, quite wow. a while ago. Well, I, I'll put it on the list. Worth it, definitely. Okay. What about you? I, I well, you know, so I I ended up. Let's see. I guess this was last week. I saw Molly's game for the show, and then wasn't on the show. Uh, and so, but at least I wasn't spoiled. Right. That's usually what happens, right? right when I'm not on the film board, I have to edit you guys talking about a movie I haven't seen. So pox on that. Um, but I did see uh, three billboards. Oh great! Uh, which was you've you have not that, I sure. have not seen it. Oh, it's it's exceptional, and I'll tell you what to look for: fantastic, <laughs> really stunningly good use of the character of the sheriff. This is Woody. Just use of him uh, in this film to to do something really interesting in this film, um, and. Uh, w- I can't, well, see, I can't. I don't want to spoil it for you. I'll spoil it for everybody else, but I don't want to spoil it for you. So I'm going to shut up. But I'm going. I can't wait for you to, to 
see it, and we should then talk about it. I look forward to it. All right. Well, it, it was great. Uh, that's all. That's all I've seen. I am disappointed to hear that our film board schedule is shaken up because of all of the nonsense going on at Marvel. Uh, I'm not sure why it happened, but New Mutants, the the next mutant movie that I was looking forward to possibly the most, has been pushed back almost a year uh, into 2019, uh, which is bananas. Gambit's been pushed back uh, another five months or something to June of 2019. I, they've lost their director again. I don't know if that's a good thing that it's pushed to June or a practical thing just because of their director woes. Um, it seems like that's a, a film in great confusion. We get Deadpool 2 two weeks ahead of schedule and now a week ahead of Solo. That's moved. A uh, lot of chaos over at Marvel, and that's disappointing. I'm really curious. Uh, it, it didn't sound like New Mutants was getting pushed because of the uh, the Disney Fox, uh, you know, merger and all of that. Yeah, like licensing. No, something it, or it other. sounded uh, from what I read is that um, whoever it was who was in charge, I don't know if now it's Fox or Disney. Um, they just didn't think it was scary enough, and actually, they were going back. Uh, they they um, wanted to make it, it. It's it's I don't know. I've heard both things where it, it was. Um, they wanted it to be more mainstream, but now I'm hearing that they they want it to be more scary and maybe less mainstream. So I'm I'm curious, and I don't know if it's just a state of confusion that it's put them in, but a ten month uh, push seems quite large. And you know there have been films that have suffered this in the past, and generally speaking, they it hasn't boded well. So yeah, I'm yeah. really curious to see uh, exactly what goes on with this one. Yeah, 10 months, man. That's enough to do a lot of reshoot. Yeah, they can shoot Pre- the whole like movie. The whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very disappointing to hear that. And we'll have to pick another film for the film board schedule. Yes. Uh, which is also disappointing. It so, is. Anyway, you know, uh, I, I know your schedule is tight today. You want to jump right into trailers? Yeah, let's do it. All right. What's yours? So my trailer, you know, I love a good horror movie, Pete. You I've know heard I do. You know, it's true. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I was looking at the list of uh, trailers released this week, and instantly the one that caught my eye was the one called Ghost Stories, because, hey, it sounds like a, an interesting horror movie. So I checked it out, and the trailer looks pretty interesting. Um, what I found most interesting is just the, the constant flood of text on the screen, emphasizing how scary it was, how original <laughs> it was, how uh, it was the best <laughs> British horror movie of the, the modern century, just all this stuff. I'm like, well, they certainly are you know putting a lot of high praise on this movie it looks interesting i'm curious about it it's about this this professor who doesn't really buy into uh the supernatural um and he comes like somebody says uh, oh oh really well look at these three cases that i could never um i could never explain and so he goes on kind of a quest to dig into these three particular stories and try to figure out if there is uh, something to them or not. And, um, you know, it's you don't get a lot. You get little glimpses of things happening throughout. Martin Freeman is one of the three people he's uh, he's talking to. Um, Alex Lothar uh, is another one. Um, he was in uh, a really interesting episode of Black Mirror. Uh, Nicholas Burns, Andy Nyman, uh, an interesting-looking cast of a lot of people I don't know specifically, but interesting faces. Certainly Martin Freeman, I know. 
Um, but it just it has a sense about it that I feel uh, carries some nice creepy weight to it. So I'm actually hoping that it's going to be something that works quite well. Uh, so what do you think of this one? No, I'm I it yeah it was creepy. I'm most interested in the uh, the the Martin effect. Uh, I think it's it, I I'm just fascinated by that guy, and uh, I think it's going to be I think it's interesting to see him in a in a a position that uh, or in a character that is uh, darker. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, he, he's he's in a it's it's interesting his role in Sherlock. I think the first episode of the first season of Sherlock we got to see uh, you know him moving in this direction the sort of the PTSD and the, the war veteran and the things he's seen have kind of damaged him and made him dark and I think there were hints of him as kind of a darker character and then you know it became about Sherlock as it as it should and much less about Watson and and I think we got uh, we, we were robbed a little bit of seeing what he's capable of as an actor so I'm, I'm excited about it for that reason alone uh, really not excited to go see it <laughs> it looks creepy. Um, I'm curious if it's going to live up to all the text hyping it throughout the trailer. That's my big question, but uh, I, it, it still piqued my curiosity. So uh, Ghost Stories, that's my trailer. It looks like it's opening in the UK, April 13th. Uh, Germany, also in April, the Czech Republic in June. Right now, the US only has a 2018 uh, date scheduled on the calendar. It doesn't give a specific month or day. So I guess we'll have to wait a little bit to see when we get release over here. What uh, what are you gonna do? Uh, my trailer, Andy, is The Vanishing of Sydney Hall. Comes from uh, director, uh, writer-director Sean Christensen, co-written by uh, Jason Dolan. It is the story of um, a, a writer that hit, finds uh, early sort of accidental success, according to IMDb, and uh, at a very early age, and he ends up becoming, uh, I gather, overwhelmed by the success and then disappears. The, the story, the real story is, uh, at least told in the trailer, is that a character named The Searcher, played by Kyle Chandler, is looking for this this young author and trying to find out, you know, what his story is, why he's disappeared five years later after the fact. And, uh, and, and he starts getting clues like this mysterious stranger walks into a bookstore and goes to a specific section and takes all the books off the shelf and lights them on fire in a trash can in the middle of the bookstore. Um, and, and we're led to believe that that is this author and he's actually burning his own books. Uh, and, and so there's, there's quite a mystery. Um, now, I uh, this is one that's been floating around. It was uh, released at Sundance in January of last year. Uh, so it's been floating around for a long time. But we just got this trailer for it two days ago uh, and uh, uncovered the rest of the cast for me. Uh, Janina Gavankar, uh, which is a terrible pronunciation, I know. But Michelle Monaghan, Elle Fanning, Logan, Lerner, Logan Lerman, uh, Kyle Chandler, Blake Jenner. Nathan Lane, Tim Blake Nelson. The cast is full of people that I really, really like, uh, and the you know it's a story about an author. What are you going to do? I'm I, I'm I have a thing for these stories. So, uh, Vanishing of Sydney Hall. I'm very curious about it. What do you think? I think it looks really interesting. Uh, it's it's one of those uh, tricky kind of uh, dramas that. Um, there's there's this element of mystery. There's this element of of uh, strong character that is really going to be kind of the strength of the story. And you get a little bit of it in the trailer. And you you when you're watching the trailer, you're really kind of hoping that the film is going to live up to what it's setting up. 
I find uh, Logan Lerman just uh, one of the most fascinating young actors out there today. I really enjoy watching him. What he brings to the screen is uh, really exciting. Same with Elle Fanning um, and the rest of the cast. I agree. Lots of great faces. And of course, I mean, this is an A24 release. So they uh, they typically see interesting uh, projects and uh, and bring them forth. It is interesting to me that it took so long to actually get picked up. Um, I don't I don't recall having heard this on A twenty four's roster uh, anytime recently. So I wonder if it's just a recent acquire that they're now uh, going to push out. But um, but it really I mean I I don't know. I just felt like this was has the potential to be something that could really stand out. Um, as a film, or if nothing else, at least uh, for some great performances from the uh, the cast within. Yeah, the the comments that that are coming up, and it's a it, it's so far very highly rated from very few reviewers. The folks who've seen it at Sundance and other festivals uh, around the world, uh, you know, really share the same tone: an exceptional trilinear trilinear character study uh, with outstanding performances both in front of and behind the camera. That represents a sort of consistent tone of the the sort of reviews, these sort of nine star reviews uh, for this film that uh, that are showing up. So I'm very excited to see it. I think it's going to be great. And and like yours, I don't have a specific release date. It's just 2018, but that the trailer dropped two days ago uh, as we record this makes me think that it's uh, they're, they're going to be dropping a date soon. That's my hope. Very cool. All right, Andy, what is our list today? Well, as you know, Pete, um, so Die Hard with a Vengeance is the film that we talk about on the show this week. And so... Uh, that was an interesting film in which Jeremy Irons, as the antagonist, we only ever hear his voice from the beginning of the film um, all the way to about 47 minutes when we finally see him on screen. And so we decided for our list, uh, let's bring in some films in which the antagonist makes a late entrance. And so uh, so that's what we're doing. I, <laughs> man... This is this was uh, much harder than I thought it was going to be, which is <laughs> weird, little, right? The hardest part for me was <laughs> like I was trying to find them, um, and there's no easy way online to to go. Okay, so at what point did this character enter the film? You know, <laughs> right. without having to like pull them out one by one and look at them. So it's like I, I think that they entered pretty late. We'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll see if I, anyone calls us yeah. out. I, I actually, yeah, I have no, I, I, I too did not watch these films again, uh, prior to, uh, prior to talking about them. But I think some of mine, well, I think, uh, well, you'll have to see two of the three, I think, make such a late appearance that they probably no longer count. It's like, <laughs> 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 so, uh, we'll, we'll see how this works. Uh, but uh, how, how should we decide who goes first? Do you, uh, I you wanna... say you go for it. Oh, dear. Okay. Well, <laughs> unless you want um, me to, but no, no, no. I'm I, to be generous I'll, here. I will uh, get. I'll, I'll get rid of my my. I think weakest pick first, uh, and that is. I, I think you'll see this coming. It's the great Christopher Plummer uh, vehicle, um, <laughs> the Usual Suspects. Uh, where <laughs> <laughs> where uh, the story is told uh, in in retro or in hindsight by uh, the wonderful plumber character Verbal Kint, uh, left on a, a one of the only survivors on a, a burning ship, uh, and uh, it ends up being a ghost story about uh, Kaiser Soze, uh, and we don't discover uh, who the antagonist 
really was, even though we knew him all along until the last uh, last seconds of the film. Uh, and uh, this was always this is, is one of my very favorites. Uh, I, I think it's just a, a wonderful, wonderful film with wonderful character performances throughout. Uh, and uh, the I, I remember being really floored. Uh, when when they revealed who the ultimate antagonist was uh, in the film, really floored, uh, and uh, I love being surprised like that. So it was uh, that's that's my first pick. Does it count? I think it's fair to to say it counts because it's an interesting the, the way it's revealed. So sure, it might be cheating, yeah. but hey, this is a we like to cheat on these lists. <laughs> well, and it's not like a, you know Blair Witch Project where the antagonist kills the kids and we never see him right i think that was that was the thing that i had to i had to wrestle with was do we actually ever really get to know who the antagonist is um and so in this case we do so i feel like that's okay it was a good year for plumber because uh you know seven also pops up in the right and we don't see the antagonist (laughs) uh, until much later in the film Excellent. That's funny. All right. So what's yours? So my first one, I feel like I'm going with an obvious choice. And it's a film I can't say I I saw it once. I remember enjoying it. I can't say it's like one of my favorites or anything. But I do think it's it was done really interestingly because of the nature of the story and the way the antagonist interacts with the protagonist. This is the uh, 2003 film that uh, Joel Schumacher did, Phone Booth. Which I think is, uh, I just remember being really uh, like, at first I was like, wow, that's kind of a stretch. You know, this this guy's going to be stuck in a phone booth talking to the bad guy for the whole movie. But I actually felt like they actually, they pulled it off and it was a really interesting movie. Colin Farrell plays um, uh, Stu Shepard, this uh, publicist um, who, you know, he's, he's, uh, He's got this uh, wife, Rada Mitchell. Uh, he's screwing around with Katie Holmes. Um, you know, I just uh, my recollection of it. He's not it, he's not a great guy. And then he hears this um, this um, he uses this phone booth to call his uh, his lover, um, and just things happen. The phone starts ringing. He picks it up, and then it's this the caller who knows who he is says, don't leave the phone booth um, or I'll kill you. And it, it goes into this whole story of, of kind of him as he really kind of has to kind of like, it's almost like this confessional. He has to kind of confess his sins and become this better person over the course of the story while only hearing this voice over the phone. And it turns out it is Kiefer Sutherland. Um, uh, but you don't like the way that it's built is just such an interesting story because it's all over the phone. So that's my first choice here, phone booth. Well, that was my next choice, Andy. <laughs> I got I got uh, skunked. That's okay. I'll eat it. It's also my second pick, and uh, I just uh, I just want to add that the reveal of uh, of you know ultimately the antagonist in the very end of the film as the dark angel of fidelity. Uh, I, I think is uh, I thought was actually a really nice uh, nice twist. So that is that is my only other input uh, on that film, and and that's why it it <laughs> it becomes the namesake of our list, <laughs> the phone booth late antagonist list. Uh, so I'll let you go again. So for my next choice, I am going to go with uh, it's I think a, a one of Disney's best films. It's one that I think 
tells a story in a way that is uh, really unique the way that it unfolds. Um, it's it's one that I think uh, largely is considered a, a classic. It's 1942's Bambi, and the antagonist is Man, and Man comes in late. And of course, it's it's one of those films that everybody talks about as how traumatic it is because Man comes in and kills Bambi's mom. And it's, that's kind of the big thing about that film. But it takes a while before you even realize that, that man is this, this kind of, um, this omniscient threat that's out there. And, uh, and eventually, uh, you know, accidentally uh, leads to the forest burning, uh, toward the end and, uh, kind of the rebirth of the forest. But, uh, it's one of my favorite Disney films. I just think it's, uh, just, so impressive to look at the animation style, what they were doing with it, uh, just the characterizations. Um, there are some elements that I might say are dated for the 40s, but on the whole, I think it's just a, a five-star classic. So that's my next one, Bambi. I was going to pick Bambi versus Godzilla, but it was so short. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That one has a, a clearer antagonist, which also comes late in the in the uh, in the sequence. Right, you got to admit the Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> the Bigfoot. My third pick is actually it's a it's my it's our second our joint second pick, uh, uh, Redux. Uh, it is uh, Grand Piano. Uh, I've talked about this. Uh, oh, you have, a yeah. while ago or not too long ago. I I just saw it and um, I I really enjoyed it. This is from director Eugenio Mira. Uh, and writer uh, Damien Chazelle, which is actually why I saw it. I wanted to wrap up the Damien Chazelle thing in my uh, life because I loved Whiplash so much. Uh, it is a, a thriller. A pianist with stage fright endures a performance under the eyes of a mysterious sniper who will shoot and kill him if a wrong note is played. Well, I love the the, the central sort of um, uh, heist uh, motif of this film. I think it's very clever. Uh, the fact that the whole thing takes place largely in the theater after a few little scenes of traffic in the beginning. Uh, Elijah Wood is the piano player uh, and um, the, the mysterious sniper um, is actually very clearly revealed in, in this one. It's not, he doesn't leave with a, an untold story. You know exactly who he is. You know exactly how, uh, you know, how he got here, uh, why he is here. It's just generally uh, really fun to watch. And most importantly, Alex Winter is in this film as the usher. Now, you may remember Alex Winter, Andy, uh, as uh, the ah, the blonder half of Bill and Ted. Uh, and oh, yes. I feel like I haven't seen Alex Winter in forever. Uh, it turns out he has been doing a lot of TV. He's he's been around, uh, but there was there was a long break between 1999 and 2007 where he didn't do anything, uh, and um, so uh, it was fun to see him uh, in this film as the usher. Uh, so it was a fun little film, and it's worth seeing uh, if you like these sorts of of thrillers and. Uh, there you have it. It's also, uh, I haven't seen it, but I do have the soundtrack, and it's uh, really just some great music um, since, I mean, it largely was designed to be kind of this this piano uh, concerto that yeah. gets played, and so I just uh, really, really nice stuff. I like it quite a bit. That is that is really true, and the, the final piece that, you see, again, you haven't seen it, so I don't want to spoil you, 
Uh, but the 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 play of the final piece is uh, is actually fascinating and it's uh, and and quite good. Um, although I you know I. I can't imagine this is one of those Damien Chazelle things where he actually makes the actor learn to to play the piano. He wasn't directing this thing, and I think I, I'm pretty sure this is a an effectively impossible place to a piece to actually play the way they want it played in the film. Um, so, hmm. what are you going to do? Yeah. But uh, uh, but it's uh, it's it's a fun little movie, and it's worth seeing. Awesome. There you go. Well, for my final pick, Pete, I am going with uh, what is, uh, again, what I would say is largely considered a classic. Um, and it's it's such an interesting script, the way that it's designed, because you don't really know who the antagonist is. Um, I'm talking about uh, Alfred Hitchcock's 1960 film, Psycho. Um, we start the film following uh, Marion Crane as she steals this money and we're like, okay, so she's the psycho. And then it's, it's, you know, through the entire first act of the film, we're following her before she finally gets to the Bates motel and meets Norman Bates. And we, you know, the way that it's, the story is set up, we kind of think that Marion is, is maybe the psycho and she's the one who's stealing money and she's kind of losing her mind. Um, and then of course, uh, we get this idea that Norman's mother lives up in the in the house, and there's something mysterious about her. And of course, it leads to the fantastic shower scene and the rest of the film. But it is a while before we we meet Norman Bates. It's even longer before we meet his mother, and the big reveal at the end as to what's really going on in the story. Of course, that really kind of puts a lot of what we've seen in a new perspective. Really fantastic film, and uh, really. Uh, just a, a wonderful way to toy with us as to who the antagonist of the film actually is. That is the most valuable pick this week. I can't believe I didn't think of Psycho, Andy. That is a great, I mean, it's, it's an exceptional pick for this list. I thought it worked pretty well, so thank you. Well, well played. MVP. Would you like some, uh, some uh, alternates that I had picked? I sure do. Okay, so these are, again, from Fuzzy Recollection, so we'll see, or some of them are. But my recollection is that we don't meet Captain Barbosa in Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl for quite a while. I think it's probably, you know, at least 40 minutes before he pops into that movie. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Skyfall. I don't think uh, Silva pops in until we get to that island, uh, his yeah. little island paradise that he's on. Uh, same thing with Leonardo DiCaprio's character in Django Unchained. I feel like it's a long time before he finally makes it into that movie. Yeah, there's a lot of setup. Likewise, Orson Welles in The Third Man. And my final pick was HAL 9000 in 2001. Yeah, that's a tricky one. No, that's a tricky one because you don't really have any characters that you're following yeah. uh, until the right. second half of the film. So, <laughs> but still. I, uh, Yeah, I think I, I was uh, unfairly limiting my my thinking. I did come up with a negotiator, which I struggled with uh, because, again, I haven't seen it. It's also, a, it was a second uh, Christopher Plummer vehicle. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, with, uh, but it did have Samuel L. Jackson, and that's originally why I wanted to pick it because there's a character turn in there we don't discover as the antagonist. I think until late, but I just my memory of it was weak. And the other one is Righteous Kill with De Niro, and and I uh, feel like I I um, my memory of that was too shady to be able to make a case for it either. So uh, I yeah, not a great selection on my part this week. It was tough. Uh, just couldn't get the gears going early yeah. this morning. Uh, what are we gonna do this coming week? Uh, for Live our film. Live free we're, we're, or die hard. What are we yeah. going to do? 
Well, okay. So it, my first thought was <laughs> something involving, uh, you know, hacking, hacker movies, computer hacker movies, hacking to save the world movies. I love the idea of movies where they like take down the country or, you know, it's like because that movie, it's all about, you know, taking down the 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 um, yeah. infrastructure of the United States, you know, and I think that's I I don't know if that's something we can actually come up with that many other films uh, to discuss, but um, I feel like there have to be some, you know, where you know they took down the power structure of the country. I mean, it's that's that's what they were trying to do in Fight Club, you know. I feel like there have to be some. Is uh, I think we've been there before, Andy, and it's not a great <laughs> favorite, way to build a list. <laughs> favorite stamp movies, yeah. Oh, yes, I remember. <laughs> I feel like there have to be some, um, but I, I hear you, and I think I agree with you. I feel like there have to be some. If we just think, uh, we we can probably come up with it. It's. Uh, well, I, I say we go with it, and you know, if we end up having to cheat a little bit, then we end up having to cheat a little bit. So maybe we'll call this the uh, the fire sale movies. Fire sale movies. Everything must go. Now the movie or... Everything Must Go doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. It's quite the same. <laughs> All right. All right. We can do it. We can do this, Andy. If we just if we just have a little. If faith. we just believe. If we just believe, we can make it happen. Uh, good set of lists. Uh, check the show notes for links to trailers if you want to catch up on these movies. And uh, and and you should. They're good movies. Especially that phone booth. Apparently, it's double good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for joining us on this fine Saturday matinee. And, uh, and thank you all for being uh, gracious supporters on Patreon. We, sure we love it. you all. We love you. Kiss, kiss, miss, miss. Happy Saturday. Kiss, kiss. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our Originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Mm-hmm.